folks. It's the Bonfire Sessions, episode 13. 13 was my lucky number in high school. That was the number I wore on my jersey. It's supposed to be an unlucky number. Maybe that's why I got injured so much. <laughs> so everyone. why do you why do you say it's lucky? <laughs> well, it wasn't. It was just my number. <laughs> Maybe it was my unlucky number. I don't fucking know. So this episode's going to be shit, so deal with it. Just playing. It's going to be good. Actually, I'm okay with lowered expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lower your expectations, and then we'll exceed them, or we'll have a better chance of exceeding them. Plus, we're fucking around with our alcohol choice today. We switched it up because it's hot as it's hot as Gehenna up in here. Yeah, whiskey didn't seem. No, it actually kind of sounds gross. Refreshing. To be honest with you, right now, it's like I don't know. It was like it was like a hundred, but it's been humid too. It's, it's like a hundred degrees and humid. Fuck. It's actually not that, I mean, it, yeah, it's more the humidity, what, yeah. it's like 90? Maybe, up here. I mean, it's not super bad. It's nice right now, but it's 7. Today was tough. It just felt gross outside. Yeah, <laughs> so we went with vodka and lemonade. I think it's the perfect summer choice. choice I do feel like doing some gardening, though, because that's like, when I do yard work, I'm like, okay, vodka lemonade, maybe a vodka tonic, something like that. And it's yeah. delicious. <laughs> and it's blue. <laughs> it's like a... It's like one of those foo-foo drinks you get at the bar. We got some Calypso Ocean Blue Lemonade, and it's like this bright-ass fucking blue with, like, there's got to be some goddamn chemicals in there. <laughs> Probably. I don't care. No. Once in a while. Our body can handle it. Yeah, just don't... I don't know. Once a week. It's probably yeah. fine. Yeah. I probably do that kind of shit, like, a lot less than that, but you don't want to drink one of these a day. You'll get the diabetes. <laughs> But to be honest, I throw in a Diet Coke every once in a while do you? just to bring myself down to earth. I, like, What I, do you mean? <laughs> well, I think you can you can go overboard with uh, diets and just eating purely organic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you got, oh, you got to have cheat days. You got to have your cheat day. Just for your overall plan. And like, your overall sanity. Right. I mean, I think even The Rock, like, his plan is he goes 40 days just eating completely clean. That dude's and then beast. And then he just goes crazy. That dude's a fucking animal. You see this? That dude's arms are the size of my legs. Yeah, he's an animal. It's pretty inspiring. Like, it is. And he's older. Like, it's like, damn. This, he's strong as fuck, too. How, how, what is he? Is he 50? I'm going to guess 40s or 50s at least. I'm going to guess almost 50. 50. Yeah, I'd guess late 40s, 47. Yeah, we were watching this show. I forget what it was called. My my daughter was way into it. It's like this, um, almost like remember um, American Gladiator back in the day. I mean, it's almost like that. It's like these, but it's like a CrossFit challenge almost. Like, and these dudes have to, have to do all these like crazy ass strength training things and compete against each other. And he comes out in like a tank top, and he's just fucking shredded, dude. It's like, damn, The Rock. Your name is very apt. Yeah, he's an animal. Yeah. Nothing but respect. Yeah. Shout out to Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> his, his movies aren't half bad. No, he's not a bad actor. Like, I, t- I totally enjoyed Jumanji. The new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would recommend that if you haven't seen it. I never saw it. I saw the old one, but... Yeah, me too. <laughs> of course. No, I never saw the new one. I fucking... Um, maybe we should do it. We... I, we we'll get to these questions. We have a special edition show today. I fucking suck with films. I've said that before. I suck with actors and films. Like I just fucking, I don't know. Remembering. 
or just watching them, knowing what's yeah. cool, what's good, what's maybe not popular, but like really, really good. Like some indie films and shit. Like I'm just terrible. I fucking I'm good with bands. I'm terrible with music. I mean, I'm terrible with movies. You're definitely, you know, more uh, culturally informed than me when it, with regards to music, for sure. Movies, music. I might, yeah, you, I might know a little bit more. No, nah, you kill me on, on but movies. Like my friend at work, uh, there's no. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, your boy. Yeah, he's like a film guy. It's pretty impressive. He knows yeah. a lot about music, too. Yeah. That's how Keith Giles is. Keith's a film guy. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's way known. It's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about, man. <laughs> That's cool. Like, yeah, Everyone has their thing. Music's, music's the one for me. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely... But, uh, yeah, so speaking of which... Um, so, anyway... <laughs> uh, yeah, this is going to be a, a kind of a special edition episode. And I didn't... We obviously didn't foresee having these kind of episodes, but we opened up, uh, I, I made a post in our Facebook group about what people would want to, um, have us talk about. So we got some questions. We have some Q and a today, not a live Q and a, cause I'm not fucking with, we're not fucking with guests or <laughs> no. I like, I love guests, but we're going to reserve that for the heretic happy hour. I'm not, we're not doing guests here and we're not having live call in, but we do have questions. Yeah. I don't think I would be a very good interviewer. But, but oh, anyway, we got so. some interviews coming up. By the time this comes out, we're going to do some interviews. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, we're, well, we're being on someone else's podcast, you know. Oh, the other way around. The other yeah. way around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're being interviewed. Yeah. yeah. I don't want. I, I got to be honest. I'm not that comfortable interviewing people. I definitely let Keith and Jamal take <laughs> the reins. Like if if you added up all the time that Matt talks on an interview, <laughs> it's not a lot. <laughs> Now, I mean, it's not obvious, but now that you mention it, <laughs> I try to, I try to chime in. I try to say some shit just so people are like, oh, Matt is here. <laughs> but when I can't make, like, we all can't make all the interviews all the time. Right. But you really can't tell when I'm not there. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, where was Matt? I it's like, oh, it's not that much different than when Matt is there. <laughs> I, I mean, depending on how you look at it, it's not necessarily a... No, shout out to Keith and Jamal for taking the reins on that shit because, I mean, it's just not my thing. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I feel comfortable chatting here, like, but if I was like, Mike, so, my first question, like, ah. But, no, it's cool that you're kind of a ninja about it, that, (laughs) I mean, I really, I really only notice when you do chime in. Oh, really? I don't notice when you don't chime in. I mean, I'm the Sicilian ninja. That could be my rap name, the Sicilian ninja. (laughs) He got a new one. Yeah. So anyway, let's get let's get in these questions. Um, Alrighty. So we have a friend of the show, Meg Calvin, and I really enjoy Meg. I was on her podcast, The Listening Chair. I think it was last year, and we're going to be on there actually, probably around the time this episode drops. I mean, kind of close. Either right before or after. The interview will probably come out after. But um, Meg's awesome. Meg, um, she was involved in that song I wrote for Rachel Held Evans and mm-hmm. recorded some vocals on there and yeah. was a big part of the lyrics. So uh, yeah really enjoy meg she's cool uh so she had a question for you mike and it was what are some of the oddest things you found in in the trash can at work (laughs) being that you're a janitor right and i see you know i have access to pastors trash cans and stuff Uh it's kind of funny you're gonna put them on blast (laughs) (laughs) no i won't i'll just say it's the pastors that you know let the trash cans 
overflow, you know, and, and like the edge of the liner has gotten stuffed down and you oh, have to mess with that. Just keep stuffing You kind of lose a little bit of respect. <laughs> keep showing that shit in. <laughs> I could fit more trash in there. <laughs> <clears throat> nothing really weird, though, when it comes to trash. I mean, nothing, nothing weird. really. Yeah, you haven't found like out. condoms or bottles fa- of booze. I mean, I found booze and condoms on the property when I'm picking up trash. Yeah. Condoms only like once, though. Really? You've been there how long? 15 years almost? 16 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty... They're keeping it puritanical over there. <laughs> or they're just fucking raw dog. <laughs> One or the other, I don't know. I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, nothing weird? You found any... You had to clean any weird shit? Well, right, like around... What was it? Uh, maybe 10 years ago, we had like a, a spate of uh, feces type incidents like, oh there's like a like a like a string of them like I, a serial shitter well it was like two people but it happened for what i don't know maybe six months we were having to deal with it oh and oh they were like there was two people like on a like on a crime spree <laughs> well, exactly yeah definitely that was definitely Gross. a crime Gross. like <laughs> crime against humanity <laughs> we we nicknamed her uh, one, uh, one of them was a girl uh-huh. that was positively identified. I don't know about the other person. I, I, I never saw him. I would I would never think a girl, like, I think a dude would definitely be doing that shit. But she, she was labeled the poo painter and the poo painter. I mean, you look at her, you looked at her eyes and you could see like There's a like little bit of evil a or crazy in there. Um, maniacal, yeah. whatever. Oh, so you knew who it was. I mean, you, I mean, you eventually saw her, a picture of her. I don't remember her name, but right. yeah, yeah. I, I saw that her. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not going to call her out on here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other suspect, um, it was a it was a Tuesday night, and I was working with my with my buddy um, who uh, moved to <laughs> Georgia a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, there was an incident in an outside bathroom, and we we caught it <laughs> in the act. Uh, well, kind of after, like, he, he walked out, the suspect walked out, <laughs> the perp, <laughs> and, you know, we saw what happened, and <laughs> my buddy was like, did you shit in that bathroom? Did you shit on the walls? Oh, he called him out. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because Pretty funny. <laughs> it's a Christian, uh, Christian guy, you know, yeah, cursing, and then... Well, sure. And it's to like a ten year old, which is like doubly funny. Oh, it, the suspect was ten. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it oh. wasn't. A, it wasn't a forty year old, which that would be super. super I just weird. assumed it was adults. Oh, no, they were no, kids. these are all. I oh. should say that my my wife works in children ministries, and she <laughs> she had to deal with. This oh stuff. no! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it was a juvenile crime, huh? Yeah, and <laughs> they get locked up. I might have seen him at Juno Hall. I don't want to. I hate to assume, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they're at. Yeah, <laughs> we had a, we had a um, when I worked at the juvenile hall in the um, like uh, like high profile crime pod, like the murders and the shit like that, like in that pod. Um, and a pod is basically like you know like thirty beds or whatever, twenty beds, and there's like a rec room. So th- you know. Right. We had a shitter who threw. He threw shit. I there was a, he caused he caused a riot by like shit like shit. And one time his hand like throwing it from like the balcony and something. I wasn't there that day. Thank God. 
I don't know how I'd have dealt with that. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to cause a riot, yeah, throw some feces. You might as well just get all... If that become a monkey work, and you know. throw your shit, man, I guess. <laughs> just start slinging it. Well, I, I mean, I, I have a above-average stomach. Like, I don't... I can deal with vomit pretty well. Yeah? I don't enjoy feces because I'm not insane. Yeah. Um, for some reason... Dog shit does it to me. Like any time I get around it and just, just sniff it, it I, just I instant nausea. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I used to do really bad with vomit. Having a kid changes that. Like I've had to hold my daughter's hair when she's right. vomiting and shit. Like like she's the drunk is. chick at the party. <laughs> but no, she just got the stomach flu. And you get vomited on, and my daughter still laughs about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I, you know, whatever. It's getting spit on. That's that's for me. Like if I, you know, working in group homes, I've been spit on. That's the thing that just flips me out. Like I'll fight right yeah, now. Oh, makes you mad. I, I yeah. will fight you. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're a child. <laughs> no, I never did. Even if playing. you're a female. Child. <laughs> right. No, but I did have to tap out on the uh, to my staff. I'd be like, okay, this kid needs to be restrained, and I cannot restrain him. I'll go do the other stuff. You restrain him because I'm gonna whoop this kid right now. But <laughs> yeah, so it's spit for me. It's good to know your limits. Uh, it is. It is very good to know your limits. Yep, that's true. So uh, that's some interesting stuff, man, that you've had to deal with. There's got to be some other stuff, but you've been, I mean, you've been digging shit out of trash cans for 16 years. It's kind of hard to remember. It just becomes probably. Oh, it, it all kind of bl- yeah. it just blends together, yeah. and I get you get used to it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, honestly, I can't think of a whole lot besides that. I'm sure there's been stuff, but that's that's the main. That's what has stood out. Yeah. So we had a. Um, I want to do one more question from Meg. She asked. Some people asked a bunch. We're not going to get to all of them. But she asked. Uh, I mean, we can do some other episodes eventually and get to more questions. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she asked, uh, "What are some underrated bands or films?" And like I said, like that was the question that I alluded to earlier. Films, I fucking don't know. I suck. I'm sorry. And I, I wouldn't call myself an expert either. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as the movies, the movie that I really like, uh, The Edge, um, with uh, Alec Baldwin, and um, he's really kind of the only big name actor. But yeah. It was just kind of an adventure story, a photographer, you know, trying to get a picture mm-hmm. in Alaska, his plane crashes, and he and his crew have to find their way back to civilization. Just a good story. Uh, I mean, just uh, bear encounters, and yeah. I guess I can't put my finger on really why I like it. I mean, I do like Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. He can be pretty good. He, d- he definitely has a um, stage presence. Yeah. Um, He's a little insane, but... You know, and <laughs> I I guess I thought that the the dialogue was uh, good, different. I mean, I don't know if you guys, you or you in the audience mm-hmm. know David Mamet, but he has kind of a specific style of screenplay that I like. Yeah. It's kind of very terse dialogue, mm-hmm. um, not overly wordy. Mm-hmm. And, b- but yeah, it didn't make it really into mainstream appeal. Yeah. But so that would be an underrated film for you. You got any underrated bands? I would say Kasabian. Oh, that's your bag. That's your shit right there, huh? Yeah, I discovered them 
what, maybe eight years ago. A long time. Ever since I've known you, you've listened to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're a British band. I don't know exactly what their genre, what you would call their genre. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, it's definitely like an indie rock. Um, De- I mean, definitely some form of rock, right? Yeah. I mean, almost like if, if you like the White Stripes or... Oh, right. If yep, you like, which I do. Um, you know, those kind of bands that are like, I wouldn't call them prog rock or I, progressive I, rock, but... Um, Something like that, like um, okay, yeah, definitely indie. They have a big, uh, don't they have a big cult following? The, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know too many people in America that know of the band. I, right. I mean, people I've talked, you never knew about them, mm-hmm. um, and some of my other friends have never mm-hmm. known about them. But I imagine that they're more well-known in Britain. Sure. I don't know. And I bet the people who know them are, like, rabid fans. That They seem like the type of I band mean, if like you that. watch their videos, yeah, seems yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, like you go ape shit over mm-hmm. them. Like, you either know... If you know them, you love them, you might not know them, though. That's, how I, that's how I feel about some bands that I'll mention, but what were you going to say? I mean, I'm obviously biased, so yeah. it seems weird to me that other people don't know about them, mm-hmm. but that's just kind of how that works. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way about some yeah. bands. I'm like, how the fuck haven't you heard this? But then you realize it's like, God, there's so many bands. I mean, and Which, there's so many styles and, and people are particular. I don't know. You know. But. Which, I mean, if we're eternal beings, that's not a bad problem to have. Mm-hmm. But it's very no. frustrating if you, if you think that your life might be finite. Your existence. Yeah. <laughs> It's never, not, not it's, to get all not to get all deep deep right now. But. <laughs> yeah, that changes things, man. If you think you're fine, it changes things. But um, the bands that I think are underrated. Well, I the first one that pops to mind is Me Without You. I mean, lyric wise, Aaron Weiss, their singer, is fucking genius. He's actually a Temple professor, and I've talked to him a couple times on email. Oh yeah, cool guy. Totally like out there. Like, you know how really, really, really creative people, I mean, they're just on a different plane sometimes. Like, it's, uh, so the lyrics are, like, fucking profound. The music is, like, really weird, like, post, I don't even know what. They're, like, a genre of themselves. There's not a lot of bands like Me Without You. I mean, they can be really folky, they can be really hardcore, they could be really just, I think, transcending all <laughs> genres. Um... But yeah, so me without you. And uh, a band, another band that came to mind was Protest the Hero. Have you heard of them? I know the name. I, I yeah. can tell you what they. Yeah, them are. and Thank You Scientist are. They're like they're both of them are. They're a little different, but I would say if you like one, you probably like the other. They're like these prog rock bands. I would say like Rush, but you did a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> you know, so it's like uh, or Coheed and Cambria, but you did some cocaine. It's just like out there. The time signatures are super strange. Fucking drummers are just amazing. I'm a drummer and a guitarist. And I'm like, these guys are just fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> it's some of those weird time signatures where they change from like these, you know, like 4 4 or 6 8, where, you know, I mean, these yeah. very typical. They'll go from like 9 8 to 5 4 to 4 4. I mean, they're just all over the fucking place, you know? And. Yeah, music like that, it's like, damn, these people are so much more talented than what you might, if you popped on 
the radio and, you know, Imagine Dragons came on. It's like, okay, cool. Great anthem rock. <laughs> like, people love it. But just as far as, like, talent goes, it's like some of these other bands that you've never heard of, nor will you probably ever hear of. It's like, these people are, like, savants. Like, they're geniuses when it comes to music. I should, uh... I feel like my library is getting a little bit dry. Like, I need to... You need to expand your horizons. Expand a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's I hard. Should, I should yeah. sit down with you with a little. Yeah, bit we should do that. We should just uh, we should just have a hangout session where we just like you pick a band or I pick a band. We just listen to that might be kind of fun to do. I wish we could do it on a podcast, but there's this whole business about copyright and shit, so <laughs> we can't do that. But we can do it just together. I've been getting into a lot of hip hop lately, though, too. That's another thing. I mean, I, I I still like all the old bands that I listen to, like Gaslight Anthem, Me Without You, and fucking things like that. But I've been getting into hip hop. I don't so. listen to it on my own, and yeah. I I kind of hated it, you know, <laughs> before. But I'm liking it now. Missy Elliott, I can get into <laughs> that's your, it. That's your girl, huh, Missy? Missy Misdemeanor. <laughs> See, the thing about hip hop, this this is. The, the, okay, so Logic, you know Logic? I've, I've showed you Logic before. Uh-huh. He has a new album came out. He has a song with Eminem, actually. The first line of the song is, fuck rap. <laughs> and it's like, it's a song about how terrible rap is. Like, hip-hop in the mainstream is terrible. It's all this, like, uh, mumble rap. Just the, the same bullshit. I'm in the club, it's just like hip hop used to be about like okay you're gonna critique the culture you're gonna speak you know to the powers that oppress you you're i mean you're gonna do all these things and you're gonna say things you're gonna um hip hop is poetry you gotta come up with some analogies punchlines double entendres all this shit about like i gotta drink in my cup and the bitches it's like cool like great you're in the club with bitches, like, fucking good. Bravo. It was the poetry part that drew me in. Yeah. I never got it before. Mm-hmm. Um, Once yeah. you break it down, though, and you're like, damn, this is genius. You listen to Common. Common is basically a TED Talk over right. beats <laughs> with a flow. Well, of any, of any genre that you could put the label of poetry on, mm-hmm. I would say hip-hop. Definitely. Good hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying underground hip hop. Like it doesn't have to be underground hip hop. There's some good mainstream hip hop artists that you know are huge. I mean Eminem, Logic, uh-huh. J Cole, even. Um, uh, I don't like Drake really, but um, <laughs> fuck. I mean, Common, Common's. He'd be considered Wiz Khalifa. I mean, Common would be considered like, I guess, underground, but he's huge. Um, I mean, like big corporations use him as, you know, he's in commercials and shit, but you get into this, like, oh my God, some of the stuff on the radio is just so dumb. It's like, this has nothing to do with the spirit of hip hop. Which I've only been exposed to the good stuff because I don't, I don't listen to it on my own. So yeah, that's good. (laughs) I haven't been tainted, but so I've been, you know, I've been listening to a lot of hip hop, so but as far as underrated bands, I'd have no underrated films. So sorry, Meg. I, I don't even know. I really don't. Know. I have my favorite films. Like I love, uh, I love Donnie Darko. Have you seen that? Like I like yeah. really weird indie films. I like uh, Eternal Sunshine or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Whatever. Uh, I love the Truman Show. 
Uh, I love like uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. <laughs> like I like that shit, the Wes Anderson stuff. Um, but I but I don't even like. I'm not going to go back and watch it once a year or something. I don't know. I just well I saw it, loved it, moved on. For di- for day to day viewing, I mean, I comedy. I mean, it, comedy it's mostly it's comedy for me. Yeah. Like I can do maybe three serious movies a year. Like yeah. on the level of Shosh, uh, like Shawshank oh, Redemption. Yeah, that's I mean Schindler's List. <laughs> no, I I can't deny those are great movies. Fucking amazing. Yeah, of course. I'm not gonna watch them again though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it almost reminds me of like when my gra- my grandma rest in peace. She went and saw The Passion of the Christ. She like ordered popcorn and shit. It was just like, <laughs> like dude, how are you eating right now? I'm like, God damn, this man's getting whooped. <laughs> You're eating popcorn, like you don't see how that's super disrespectful. This is a little dark. (laughs) Just (laughs) sipping on your dad cup, (laughs) a glass of red wine in your cup. (laughs) Like, damn, grandma, savage. (laughs) My grandma's gangsta, Sicilian woman. (laughs) She's a Catholic though, so it's just like I don't know. Mel Gibson was Catholic, so I was just like, I know the story. Did she watch it because she was Catholic? No, I don't. I mean, she was like one of those Catholics, like dip your toe in Catholicism. I mean, she wasn't like a devout Catholic. Just like, I was raised Catholic, so therefore, I'd do the thing. I'd make the yeah. cross. I'd do that shit. But I'm not spending five hours at mass or some shit like that. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, my grandma was cool. She was a cool woman. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> Let's get to... I think we have... Um, our friend, I, uh, Lisa Gay, listener of the show. I've known her for a while on Facebook. She asked like six questions. Some of them are maybe a little not something that we can answer. Or like uh, she wanted she wanted us to interview Nadia Bulls Weber. I was like, no, we don't do interviews. <laughs> no, we had her on the Heritage Capiar. I'd love to bring her back. She's great. Sorry, I'm but putting my foot down. We're putting our foot down. So <laughs> sorry. Um, but I will put those questions. She, so she asked, could we get an interview with Nadia and discuss drug addiction and alcoholism in Jesus? She has really diverse background in this, and it happens to be an issue that touches in one way or another nearly every family in America. Totally agree. Um, I will put that on the, uh, the Heretic Happy Hour to-do list. So if we ever get Nadia back on, I'll ask her that question for you. That'll be my one chime in during the interview. <laughs> yeah, great question. Just it is a great question. Don't have much to say about it. Yeah, yeah. it's the wrong show. But definitely, uh, don't worry. I'm diverse. I got a, I got another show. I got you. Not saying that Nadia will come back on. I'm not sure. She's probably busy. All you know, it's hard to get people. It's hard to get people on the show. But I hope you get to a point where you're like a late night show and you just kind of. <laughs> Could you imagine? invite the same guest? Yeah, whatever. me and Jamal and Keith on a late night show. <laughs> Should be funny. <laughs> I'd make. I'd have to make sure that it's it's allowable for me to like smoke a joint the whole time and not give a fuck. That'd be my whole thing. Just sit there and smoke a joint on the couch. They can talk, and I'll just chime in every now and then, like I do anyway. So anyway, but I the question I thought would be kind of cool to answer, and we've touched on it before. Um, I don't know where. Probably in a couple episodes is uh, she asked if, um, so she said, Christianity as it relates to other religion and practices versus the common misconception of their separation. So the way I interpret that is that, you know, is Christianity so different than the other religions or other faith traditions? And is there a common thread maybe between Christianity and 
Islam, Buddhism, mm-hmm. Sikhism, Jainism, Judaism, of course. But yeah. so that's uh, and we've touched on that kind of stuff. Like fucking fly, god damn it! <laughs> really? Oh shit! I'm doing okay over here. I was actually. getting attacked by this fly. I think it got stuck in my big afro hair. He it's was probably panicking. I can, uh-huh. I can totally understand. <laughs> He's like, look at that hair. What's up with that? But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like we've said, Jesus and Buddha were different. They had different contexts, but. I think it, I think it boils down for me. The whole problem is that people assume that words have their own inherent meaning. Um, yeah. Instead of pointing at something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if <laughs> I could talk about grace and then somebody mm-hmm. within Christian American evangelicalism John can Piper. say grace, John Piper, and that what I mean when I say grace means totally different than sure. what Piper means. Right. So tie that into faith, interfaith dialogue. <laughs> I, I mean, ultimately, I, I mean, just to boil it down, I would say that they're all saying the same thing. They're just saying it. Yeah. The words that they're using, they're they're using the words differently. Right. Um, You're, um, fuck, I don't remember what episode. You made the analogy of a person in New York and a person in China pointing at the moon. And I think that's a perfect analogy. Uh, remind me. Sorry. Well, with regards to, so let's say Jesus is sitting in New York in Times Square and Buddha is in China. They're going to speak to that context. You're going to talk to New Yorkers. You're going to talk to Chinese people, but you're both talking about the moon. So you're pointing in the same direction. You're saying, but you're, you're coming at it from a different angle. You're coming at it from your cultural context. So Jesus, second temple, Jude, uh, right. Judaism and Buddha sitting under a Bodhi tree <laughs> where the fuck he's doing. <laughs> so there's actually two different problems where, you can you can be using the same words and be talking about different things, and you, mm-hmm. and you can be mm. saying different words and be talking about go. the same thing. Crazy, huh? <laughs> We're fucking weird as a species. Like it's a weird, it's a weird. But that's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah, but, I, I could sit here and talk to a Christian. I mean, we could. I mean, look at the Bible. Like you, you have a verse. I would approach it one way. A fundamentalist would approach it one way. It says the same thing, and we're completely. On different poles, South Pole, North Pole, like we're fucking opposite. But at the same time, I can listen to the Buddha and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Totally cool. And you're saying different things, but now, now we're, now we're seeing the common thread between what seem like two disparate ideas. And then you get inside faith traditions and you seemingly have the same message and you come up with disparate conclusions. And I mean, that, that seems to be the point for me right there is, that you have two different um, cultures mm-hmm. um, separated by time and space, and they're they're using different words, but they're both pointing at the same thing, the moon. Mm-hmm. Right. But you could also you could have people within the same culture mm-hmm. thinking that they're pointing at the moon. <laughs> I guess using the same words, but it's just <laughs> it's weird how that works, isn't it? It is. I don't, but I feel nothing but disgust for. <laughs> <laughs> for who? Say it. Republicans, conservatives. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Conservative evangelicals. I get that it's hard. See, it's hard not to have disgust, man. 
everyone says, oh, you used to be in that spot, and da-da-da-da-da, and so have grace for him. Like, I get that. But at the same time, like, there's a certain, like, population of whatever, whatever faith tradition you have that is, like, almost gleeful at the fact that they know what they know. And they're, like, so confident and arrogant, and I never felt that. Never felt that. And no one would ever is like, Matt is really proselytizing. He's really... It's like, no, it's because it's like, <sighs> yeah, I guess I affirm these things, but... You just didn't want to burn in hell. No. I wasn't gleeful about anything. Some people just seem so eager to, I don't know, be a fundamentalist. Like, they're happy about it. I was like, so that's where I have a disconnect. I mean, I don't know. I try to have grace for those folks, but I do. But... I mean, the biggest label I would put on them is that they're just dishonest. They're dishonest. Uh, I mean, greedy for attention. Um, Maybe some of them. I don't know. That'd be my experience. Yeah, I guess they're probably dishonest because I bet everyone struggles, man. I bet everyone in their quietest moments before bed. Oh, definitely when they can't with sleep. Definitely with regards to sin, they're not honest. No. Quote unquote sin. I mean, right. Yeah, what they define as sin. Yeah. They're doing the same shit they rail against. I'm not going to assume no. <laughs> the the spiritual journey of anybody, but no. Like, like I'm pretty sure that Gandhi was pretty legit, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think most people are probably, I don't know. I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Most people are legit, but I don't know. It depends on the day. Like, sometimes I feel, like, super positive about people. I'm like, ah, yeah, I give room for everyone. And then some days I'm like, this motherfucker's like, <laughs> come on, man. You seriously can't see this? Like, you're, what? You can't see your hypocrisy. You can't see this is just stupid. Like, you're acting like a fucking. I agree. Really? I agree. For me, it definitely depends on the day it does and my sobriety level. <laughs> um, or just like my chemical stuff. Like if I have depression or anxiety that day, like you're not going to bring this bullshit to me and I'm going to have grace for you. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how you don't get it, but hopefully I'm more gracious on most of my days. I don't know. If not with time. I mean, like, yeah. It's a journey, man. I don't think the Buddha or Jesus would like had it figured out day one. They might have had it. They, if Jesus didn't get killed at what, however, however old he was, 32, 33, I bet if he lived to be 60 and he looked back and he'd be like, yeah, I grew from 33 to 60. Or the Buddha, if he happened to live, I mean, or have different, I mean, can anyone say they had it all figured out 100%? And just be like, oh, I never learned. So, that's what I like Christians. Like, they have this weird Jesus that's never really human. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he's perfect. It's like, so, so if he's perfect, but let's just, let's have a thought experiment. He lives to be 80. So, he's got 47 years <laughs> of just doing shit. You're not going to say he, like, grew from 33. He was already perfect, so he never grew from 33 to 80. He never, like, oh, learned something. Oh, I never thought about that that way. Oh, good point. Never expanded, never thought outside, more outside he, he the box. Have, like, he didn't have life experiences that enriched his understanding right. of the universe. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a, that's not, I mean, that's not to shit on your previous understanding. It's just, no. that's just how time works. It's how like, life works, man. <laughs> shit. Like, this Jesus you got is like a whitewashed sort of 
No, if if Jesus didn't get crucified at 33, you're telling me that his understanding of reality wouldn't have been different when he was 66? Yeah, a little more nuanced, a little fine-tuned. If nothing else, it would be a little bit more nuanced, yeah. I've never even heard that shit. I'm glad we talked about that. I never heard that shit like that. That, per- Actually, that, that exact perspective. Have you? I have. I mean, I've heard stuff like that. I have to give C.S. Lewis some credit. He's lost some respect in recent years. Oh, did he say something about that? In in the um, uh, the the Great Divorce. Uh-huh. Uh It wasn't. It wasn't the main. It wasn't the protagonist that brought it up. Uh-huh. It was somebody that the. He said. <laughs> You're gonna have to dig deep for the quote, man. <laughs> Don't try to quote it; just paraphrase. <laughs> the guy that he 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 said to the guy that he was interrogating on the bus. Uh-huh. The guy on the bus asked, "Well, what what would Jesus have thought in 30 years?" Oh, really? Okay, I like, don't remember that. Like, it wasn't it a shame that he died in his 30s? Mm. Um, and how how would his beliefs have changed? I think that's a great fucking 16? point. All right, bravo, Lewis. Which, bravo. It, that's good. But you never ask those questions. When do you ask those questions in church? You never ask that question. I never heard nothing like that. Nothing. How would a Jesus have changed if he lived 10, 20, 30, 40 more years? Whoa, what? <laughs> Fuck out of here. That's a weird question. All the Sunday schools and right. small groups—they, right? They, they, the Bible they studies—they don't give you room to talk about that. That's a—that's an outside-the-box question. <laughs> or the first time I heard, I heard Michael Harden ask this first: How did Jesus read his Bible? And of course, Bibles and scare quotes. Like, there's not a Bible, of course. Yeah. But, but the point being, how did how did Jesus read it? We always say, well, Jesus affirmed the scriptures. Jesus had the old all this shit, you know. But it's like, well, how did he read it? How did he have parsed it out? Did he do things that we would say are weird or creative or outside the box or? Right. I would ask how, how, how could you generalize his worldview? Um, yeah. yeah. What was his worldview? What were his ethics? What was his philosophy? What was his exegesis? What was his hermeneutical lens? I mean, What's all you- these questions that we never fucking ask. I've never heard those questions in any, the first 30 years of my Christian walk, which was really Christian, leading worship, going to church, all that shit. I never heard any of those questions. None. I never, I never heard the term second temple Judaism. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? I never heard that shit. It's just strange. That's strange. Me neither. We got, we're, how, how do we not, when you really well, like, step back, you're like, how do we not ask, how do we not know anything? How? I mean, how? Because a lot of the church plays to, you know, people's lowest, the culture's lowest common (laughs) Common denominator, denominator, unfortunately. Um, This was every Bible study for me. First 30 minutes, bullshit. Just bullshit. Just bullshit with each other. Talk about sports, football, (laughs) whatever the fucking guns. Uh... You know, all that shit, like just dumb shit. First Sounds 30 pretty minutes. familiar. Yeah. Read a, pa- or like have someone read a passage, lead the first 10 minutes, and then go around the room and be like, what does this mean to you? What does this mean to you? Like, that's it. That's the depth. That was the depth of like every Bible study. Ever. And it all mostly boiled down to Jesus. Yep. Uh, I guess, but not the real Jesus. <laughs> when you really like, not the, not a Jewish Jesus, let's say. 
Well, that, not a, what did the Jew Jesus say today? Never that question. It was always like a, um, I don't know, a metaphysical Jesus, maybe. Right. That kind of leads into the discussion of personal relation relationship with Jesus Christ. That's weird. I don't, I mean, the you can't, I can't get around the fact that I'm never going to have the kind of personal relationship that I'm going to have with you that I do with mm -hmm. Jesus. Like there's only so many words that are said in the Bible about, I mean, yeah. Well, and even if all, even if, even if there's a million words, words in a book is not the same thing as sitting with someone every. Well, it's week. the difference between and between a stagnant relationship, a Bible, words that don't change, and right. you know, talking with my best friend, like, right. which is always going to be different, um, right? Yeah, the nuance. I mean, nuanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everlastingly nuanced. I mean, it's funny you think about it. Like we 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 would say things like, and, and this is true. No one would dispute this. Communication is eighty percent body language, or something like that. You know, whatever it is. Like the words you say are like ten, twenty percent of the conversation. And then we approach the Bible, and we have none of that. It's like hundred percent of the conversation. There's no nuance. There's no body language. There's not. We're not sitting That's there really looking good. at Jesus talking. Like we could sit there and read the Bible and be like, "Oh, what does this mean to you?" And you could sit there in the first century. And listen to Jesus talk, and it would be way fucking different. Way different. He could be rolling his eyes. He could be laughing when he says something. He could well, be smirking. He could be pissed. He could be whatever. Like body language. Like it's crossing like, his arms, folding his arms. Yeah. Is slouching on his chair, sitting up. Like that makes a difference. Jim Jeffries really specifically talked talked about that. Like he, <laughs> he he was talking about Bill Cosby and and, and rape. <laughs> well, the two go hand in hand these days. And he was like, if you know, his whole thing, his life is being able to say hor horrible things and still being able to seem likable. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Jim Jeffries. That's it, his whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you read a transcript of what he says. At his comedy show shows, you'd be like, <laughs> "Oh my <terrible>. gosh, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the fuck is this guy talking about?" Yeah. So, but you see, my yeah, stage is way different. Like, so I'm saying we've just gotten a transcript of what Jesus has yeah. said. We don't, yeah, we don't know his body language right. when he said it. Like, could you? I mean, we could we could have this verse. Let's just pick any verse that he says. Doesn't matter which one. And he gets to be sitting there, like staring you straight in the eyes like I'm doing right now and being super intense. And then you have the quote or he could be staring there like this, like, like I got my head tilted, my eyes to the side, a little smirk on my face. Like, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, he's being rhetorical or sarcastic or comedic. And it would mean something way, way fucking different. He could have his finger in your face and be like, listen, Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> or it could be like, yo, Mike, wait, what are you doing? And it's like, okay, we, we would we would take it away differently if we're watching the video. We read the transcript right, and we're like, oh, Jesus meant this. And it's like, maybe. And sorry, I mean, I would say. <laughs> maybe he's being funny. That's kind of both. That's kind of how Buddhism differentiates itself. Between Christianity? Or anything? 
Yeah, because it's uh, specifically non non conceptual. Mm. So uh, Buddhism tends to emphasize, like the the point of life in Buddhism is your experience, and mm. it seems like Christianity always kind of pushes that off towards the future, you know, towards heaven. Mm. Whereas Buddhism is very concerned with what you're experiencing right now. Right. It's like almost we think in the abstract in the Christian world. We think in the conceptual, the metaphysical, the theoretical. I mean, Jesus talks about, you know, living, you know, just day by day, just worrying about the day. Let, right. let tomorrow worry about itself. Right. But how we've Christianized Jesus is by putting it into the abstract or the speculative. This concept of heaven and hell, this, this and that. I mean, this is all speculative theoretical whereas correct me if i'm wrong buddhism is much more practical in how you deal with what you're doing right now no it's it's practical in the fact that it brings brings you down to experiencing every breath that you take and how can you, literally how can you get more practical than breathing really yeah like <clears throat> and it is much more practical it's much more practical you listen to anything if you're doing like, if you're, if you're, I work out all the fucking time. And, and I can tell. And it's, well, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen some growth. I've seen some like actual difference in 2019. That's my, this is my year. It's my fitness year. But, but a lot of it is, um, of course it's about lifting the weights, doing the kettlebells, doing the run, whatever you're doing. But in all of that, what's really important is how you breathe. When you're meditating. What do you do? In, out, in, out. You count Either your breaths. You count your yeah. breaths. You, you notice the sensation of each inhalation and exhalation. Right. If you're talking about like um, uh, sex, it's about the breath. It's about, it's about, it, it, like if you truly want to transcend the sort of like actual act of sex and make it more about like, like, like a transcendental experience, you have to focus on your breath. You have to control your breath. Um, Tantric it, sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like you know, like when we orgasm, we start mm -hmm. breathing really heavy and all this. No, you control your breath. You slow your breath down, and you start to transcend that. Uh, well, isn't purely uh, carnal orgasmic experience, and and you make it more of a. Um, it's more control. It's more. It's but it's about your breath that that. Well, you to that place. would you say that the point of focusing on the breath is just. <clears throat> To increase your ability to just notice things. Um, That's what I've noticed. And to think non I mean, you can't think conceptually when you're literally just focusing on your breath. And I mean, you allow your body to experience what it experienced without conceptualizing, without categorizing, without judging. Uh, judging. Yeah. Thou shalt. See, to me, I, I've heard Richard Roy point this out. Thou shalt not judge change it to thou shalt not label and now you're starting to really get to <laughs> it's the really the same thing to, yeah. to label something is to yeah. judge just to something. make a judgment on it now you're getting to the things like transcend your labels um don't label the labeling is bad don't say all labels are bad because then you're labeling, just don't be but don't uh, be beholden to them or don't be uh deceived right about what a label uh can actually do right it's okay to point your finger at the moon, but when you mm -hmm. say M O O N, you spell it out, you write it on Microsoft Word, you post it on Facebook. When you say moon, you're not talking, you're not, that's not the moon. 
You're pointing at it. No, the, the pointing, language is a pointer. The, the pointing the, is not the moon. No. Right. The philosophy can point at it. The theology can point at it. It's never the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Broaden that out. Your theology is never God. <laughs> you know, you, your theology is your theology. It, it might be a book about God. But <clears throat> no, sure. it's not. But it's pointing to God. And yeah, I think that this is where the be- there's beauty in Buddhism. It's not about the labels and it's not about the correct doctrine. There's doctrine, but it seems more, I mean, there's fundamentalist Buddhists, which I think blows my mind a little bit, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not very intuitive. No, no. you don't really expect that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, if you really understand Jesus, you wouldn't expect fundamentalist Christians either. For that, sure. That, that, For sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it happens. So. You know, it is what it is. There's levels of understanding within every religion. Right. Rumi was a Muslim. There's fundamentalist Muslims who blow shit up. There's fundamentalist Christians who blow shit up. Martin Luther King Jr. was was a Christian. Gandhi was a Hindu. He was killed by a Hindu. (laughs) You know? So, yeah, it's all, we said it last podcast, it's all about your interpretation. I mean, going back to Lisa's question. How does Christianity relate to other religion? How is it different? How is the common misconception is that it's different? It's all about your interpretation of what it is. And that that kind of brings it back to Buddhism again. Like <laughs> well, I mean what what is going to what is going to arbitrate between two different interpretations? Mm. For me, the most sane thing would be a uh, direct experience. What does your direct experience of love or whatever say about things yeah say about these two interpretations i don't yeah all right that's this guy okay so are you gonna build a house um no but we're not uh we're building my parents property but we're not selling this one right We're, we're just gonna sit on it I just love that people have no concept of what the fuck we're doing. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I miss it, too. This is great. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I agree. This guy just, this guy just rolled right. up. Roll, have a good night. Robust his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Get that. out of here without getting killed. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> I just love that people see that what we're doing and they fucking like just come up and start talking, man. Oh, it's hilarious! I love it. I, uh, totally adds. <laughs> totally adds. <laughs> if I saw two dudes talking into some shit, I'd be like, I'm not. What the fuck are they doing? Even if I didn't know, what a, I mean, this guy doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> It's just totally fascinating how two different people experience the world. It's amazing. (laughs) The case in point right there. It all comes back to fucking experience, man. Some people have have had such different experiences than you. I know. It's just like... They're they're just not embarrassed by the same things that you are. Like, shit, I could never do that. And I totally respect that in some kind of way. Just being this old ass dude, just being totally ignorant to what the fuck we're doing. Just like, hey, neighbor, are you Machuga? (laughs) 
I, I'm curious how they came up with that name, though. What? Machuga? How they came across the Machuga name. I don't know. Oh, how, you're famous, dude. You have a sweet-ass podcast on choir. And you got a book out with Wiffenstock. Yeah. I mean, it's just, bound, it's, just, it's just bound to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had a couple moments of like weird public figure stuff. Like I had a friend send me a picture. They were on the train to fucking like L.A. or something down like Bakersfield. Oh yeah, and some girl I know was on the train and took a picture of a dude reading from the Blood of Abel. <laughs> I was like, oh, get the fuck out of here. That's hilarious. That's awesome. I mean, that's huge. I yeah, mean, I was like, oh shit. That's I mean, funny. you you've never seen our book, have you? You don't me. Yeah, I've never seen it. Well, have you seen like have you oh, have encounters seen it out there? No, no. I've only had that one moment where I saw someone's like book. I mean, people have sent us pictures. We've had pictures sent like of someone who bought the book, who you know, on Facebook or whatever, and <laughs> right. I but it was in some sort of random random reason. shit. That was the only random yeah. shit I had of like someone reading my book. It's like so I haven't completely arrived, but, <laughs> but your neighbor knew the Machuga name, so it must. And be, that's not nothing. It must be because of this podcast. He must be one of the subscribers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a funny thing, man. Everyone's life experience is so fucking different, man. Have grace. It all comes down to grace. Like, fuck. I don't know what to say. No, seriously, the old, the, the older I've lived, um, <laughs> that, that, that's a huge life lesson. Just realizing yeah. that people don't, you're a totally unique individual. People yeah. don't think the way, the same way that you do. No. And, um, people haven't ex- seen the same shit that you have. <laughs> you know, it's just way different. Not to, bring my drag my mom into it but she's kind of <laughs> she's kind of shown surprise yeah just, what do you mean i love kathy it's great i don't i don't know the specifics and it was just kind of an offhanded comment <laughs> that she's just she's just kind of surprised that how different her, her friends view what's going on in the world and oh oh yeah i think we all get that man it's yeah. like you get shocked when someone's like Oh, this happened. This is my view of it. I'm like, oh shit. It's just Way kind of indicative that people are kind of living in a bubble. And, oh, you know, for sure. Like, even if like you're surrounded by people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all live in bubbles, man. That goes back. I mean, some of it goes back to being busy. Like we're always busy. We're always just like. I mean, right. of course, our our world's gonna be a bubble. You work eight to ten hours a day or something that's your bubble for the majority of your waking hours. You might have a couple hours after work or before work and then you're in sleep and it's like, okay, so most of your time is spent just in this one, whatever you're doing, just fucking life. Whether you're selling shit, whether you're fucking writing books, whether you're working at home Depot, (laughs) that's your bubble for 40 hours a week. Maybe, maybe more. Well, it's, I guess it's comforting in the fact that probably more majority of people aren't worried about the same fears that you are. Like, maybe it's kind of licensed to realize that, well, most people probably don't worry about the same things that I do. Specifically. Yeah, not specifically. I feel like I've always worried about the 
shit that people never worried about. Like a lot of people were always, I mean, some people have had the same experiences I have worried about the rapture, worried about going to hell, but some people are like, no, I never thought about it. I think you've, you've been like that. Like you weren't as concerned about hell or something than I was like growing up. Well, maybe just to clarify, I was definitely afraid of hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, that definitely influenced my motives Mm -hmm. on what I did at church in my early life. Um, Yeah. But if I were as woke as I was then, now, then, (laughs) I don't think I was really, I wasn't mortified. I wasn't. Uh, Yeah. So, I was mortified. For some reason, my experience was different. I don't know. I was just really scared, really terrified. Well, no, I guess, let, let me modify. I would say. I was definitely worried that I would go to hell, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like I deserved to yeah, go okay. to hell. Yeah, I don't think I ever thought about it. Well, I did eventually, but I don't know. It always seemed absurd. No one deserved that shit. Man. But I don't know. Everyone's experience is different. Who the fuck knows? Just become a nihilist. Who fucking knows? There's no point to anything. Become a drunk and a nihilist. It. Just drink and become a nihilist. That's the solution. But Christianity as it relates to other religions, Lisa, they're all wrong. Just be a nihilist. Just fucking with you. I don't think nihilism is very practical. That's a showbread song. You ever heard of showbread? Uh, no, I haven't. They're like, you got a mosquito on your head. You probably got malaria now, motherfucker. Showbread was like a hardcore band on Solid State or Tooth and Nail. I got to play with them one time. I opened for them. Oh, cool. Pretty fucking awesome. It was the only time I jumped into our drummer at the end of our set and I kicked his drum set down because I'm a badass motherfucker. He told me not to and I was like, you got another mosquito on your head. You got fucking malaria. You're fucked. This is the last episode of the Bonfire Sessions. It was good knowing you. We made it 13 episodes. Well, we probably have three more episodes at least. Oh, until you... Until the symptoms. Until I succumb. Yep. To the West Nile. But, yeah. So they have a song called something about, like, no, nihilism is not practical. <laughs> Don't be a nihilist. Just fucking with you. On my worst days, I think I'm a nihilist. Or a fatalist. Like, nothing matters. It's all fucking... <sighs> nothing I do is going to change shit. <laughs> what the fuck does it matter? I don't know. I'm not a very good Buddhist. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, I think ultimately you are. I think, I think it's totally allowable within Buddhism to have bad days. You know. I think so. Just, uh, just don't wobble. Just, you know, embrace. Embrace my shittiness. Embrace your shittiness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just got bit on the foot. Fuck this. Because the fact of the matter, this is just how the universe works. We can't always be euphoric. But on the flip side, we won't always, you know, we won't always be super depressed. I mean, I hope so. I don't like depression. <laughs> I think I would say, isn't that where kind of joy comes in? Like joy is just kind of doesn't really depend on your circumstances. Yeah. Um, is that how you differentiate joy from happy? Joy from happiness. Sure. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. That's where I feel I have ultimate joy, but I still get depressed and upset and I still have anxiety. 
I don't like it. But, you know, practically speaking, if you just recognize the fact that you probably won't always be depressed. I mean, this isn't... No, that hasn't been my experience. (laughs) And I haven't mastered it. I... I haven't gotten to the point of being completely content in every single moment. You haven't beca- you haven't embraced your complete Buddhahood. I, I am not completely woke. No. <laughs> the people who say they are aren't. <laughs> I'm not either. I have some woke moments, and then I turn into a dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Father, forgive me, for I don't know what I'm doing. I think no matter what, Jesus is going to forgive me, Buddha is going to forgive me. If they're sitting there together, they'll be chill. They'll invite me under the Bodhi tree and we can chat. Right? No, they would just want to talk about being under the Bodhi tree. Right. I'd be like, Jesus, I tried. Sorry, bro. Did I fuck up that bad, really? You're not as cool as I thought you were. Buddha, really? You're going to send me to hell? Are you sure you were meant to be the Buddha? Like, get the fuck out of here. Stop. Can you help me out? I'm trying. Or maybe I'm missing the point by trying. (laughs) I thought I was all right. You know. I think the common thread with all religion is to let go. That is one of the common threads. I think that is a common thread. Don't worry if you're saved or not. Yeah. I feel like Jesus would be like, don't let go of me. I got you. Or the Buddha would be like, let go of Buddhahood. Let go of the Buddha. You're good. Let go of that. Yeah, what do you think of this awesome fire pit right now? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Look at the way these ants are walking on this fucking trail and... What the fuck are they doing? Just picking shit up? <laughs> lifting 50 <laughs> times their weight? You ever thought of it? You ever meditated on the fact these motherfuckers are picking up 50 times your weight? If you weigh 200 pounds, you're picking up... I don't know, math. A lot. <laughs> You're, pick, you're picking up a fucking lot. Just watch that. That's what I think Jesus would say that, like or Buddha. Don't worry about me. Look around you. If you really think about it, I mean, what else is there to life than how much uh, ant can, can bench press? I mean, can bench press. Those are the big questions of life. Just pay attention. I think that would be the common thread. Just pay attention. Stop theologizing for a second. Stop philosophizing for a second. And just pay attention. Yeah, Be and present. if you just pay attention to people's auras or whatever, you'll 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 recognize in the moment that nobody deserves to go to hell. No, you'll you'll recognize in the moment yourself and the other person, the spark of the divine, that grace, spark of divine. I mean, yeah, you'll yeah, notice yeah. all these things yeah. when you really are in the moment. You'll notice those things. Just stop for a second. That would be. I mean. See, we always uh, we always approach like, especially in the Western world. This is where Christianity gets off track on what I think Jesus actually taught. Is we take certain things, we take the transcript, and then we put each thing in its category. We become dualistic. It's this and not this. It's all. I mean, it's never open. It's never open to the experience that Jesus actually had, or something, or your experiences, and and how they relate to what was transcribed. We just we just get right into that quick. Now we got a text. We got the Bible. Now this is what it means. This is what the doctrine is. This is what the creeds. Are. I mean, it's and for me that's very patronizing. Like, <sighs> like I can't figure that out on my own if I just stop thinking and experience reality. 
Yeah. I think you'd be hard pressed if you're if you experience reality without any concepts, without the creeds, without the doctrines, you would never like be like the Nicene Creed is infallible <laughs> doctrinal states like maybe. But really, is that the point? Is that the point? You're not gonna come up with these things. I mean this is just this is just bizarre to me. All that I can say is that what the past 10 years, whatever, that I've been a universe universalist or a Buddhist or... I mean, I guess a mystic would be the best... Yeah, whatever the fuck you are. ...best label, if yeah. you want to put a label on it. Right. I mean, I, I still feel... I do feel anxiety. I mean, I'm still yeah. human, but I, I'm not worried about my ultimate yeah. destination. Right. There's um, still chemicals. You might not have dopamine. <laughs> you might have serotonin in that moment. You might... I mean, we still got chemicals. And I would say that it's because I've been informed from the present moment mm-hmm. that um, nothing, I, I've experienced pain in the present moment, but I haven't experienced depression in the present moment. Um, no, I think the depression and anxiety comes when we're not in the present moment. I mean, for the most part. No, you, you're a, you're experiencing a concept. You're experiencing mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. You're experiencing experiencing the past yeah, yeah. but you're not experiencing the present mm-hmm. that seems to be the true it's hard to experience the present moment i mean it's hard but it's easy it's like the it's like um in fucking in buddhism like the idea of non-grasping or letting go it's like both the easiest thing in the world and the most difficult like it's just crazy like it's just the it, it's hard to remember it's hard to keep that in your front of your mind when you're It's hard to remember it. and to sustain. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's that just boils down to practice, right? I mean... Yeah. But... This is where meditation comes in. I mean... But it's hard... The fact of the matter is you can't focus on two things at one time. If you're... If you're... If you honestly are completely focused on the present moment, you can't... It's logically impossible, perhaps, mm. to be focused on your potential hellish future. <laughs> yeah, it almost seems like dualistic or binary, but it seems true. Like, if you're truly in the present moment, that's that's it. Like, to be... The minute you have a con- concept is the minute you're not really in the present moment. Because the present moment doesn't... It doesn't necessarily have conceptual labels. It just kind of is. I mean, when you experience yeah. those moments, like... This experience, experientially seems true. The, the minute, I mean, when you're in those really, really raw present moment type of situations, you're out of it the minute you label it, the minute you reflect on it, <laughs> the minute you conceptualize yeah. it. But this is why I like Buddhism because it is more practical. It is more practical. I mean, I know a lot of what Jesus said is very practical. And well, very I, beneficial. I mean, it talks to things that I've experienced. I, sure. I haven't experienced the hypothetical afterlife that Christianity talks about. No. Maybe it's not logically impossible, but I haven't literally experienced that. No. I have literally experienced what Buddhism has talked about. Mm-hmm. And I'm 100% sure about that. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what does the same person do? Does he... Does he go with what what he knows concretely to be true, mm-hmm. or what is logic logically possibly possible. true? 
it's logical, but you haven't actually experienced it. Right. What what do you But just you because choose? something's logical doesn't mean like there could be a ten other things that are logical, but it doesn't mean they're true. Right. Your dad's pointed this out. Like uh, like he said that as a philosopher, if he's talking <laughs> we just fell in the goddamn <laughs> hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me readjust. <laughs> readjust your shit, man. You're falling apart over here. It, it, <laughs> give me, man. <laughs> your chair fell off its fucking rocker, man. We almost had to file for a uh, workman's comp. I'm gonna send Ralph an email and said Mike got injured on the job. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> Tell some con- concepts. Ah, fuck. I don't even remember. No, I know we were talking about that. I had a thought to... You ever have those, you have those moments where you have a thought and then it poof disappears and you're like, it's gone. It's gone into the... Oh, your dad was talking... Got it. Snagged it. <laughs> like caught it with a net. Nice. nice. No, your dad, your dad as a philosopher was talking about if you can't get someone to understand that something can be logical and untrue, then there's like a disconnect in the ability to communicate with that person. No, and I, I had a professor at Butte College that kind of said the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, math, logic, either either you get it or you don't. There's right. no kind of really ramping up period. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was having a conversation with this, uh, with my buddy Matt Reeves. He's a Yale seminarian. He's a scholar of sorts. And, I mean, he is a scholar. I mean, he's going to get his PhD or some shit. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that. Like, logic is logic. It's like mathematics. And I was telling him, I was like, I've had people tell me, well, that's your logic, Matt. And I'm like, well, no, logic is logic. It doesn't say something's true or not. It just says whether an argument is logical. Like, you can have, uh, you can have a logical argument and have an un, like something that's not true. And you can have an illogical argument and happen to be right. Logic doesn't necessarily prove what's true or not, but you have to, in order for, like, your goal is to be true and logical. And, and, and so, so yeah, appreciate logic, but understand that truth can tra- like transcend the logic. You can have premise. This is where Calvinism has is logical with, within its own system. Premise A, premise B, premise C, whatever you get to a logical conclusion, but it's untrue because the premises are horrible. <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous. Right. Um, no, I mean, logically, <laughs> this is pretty profound and people should realize this, that logic dictates that if the premises are true, Mm -hmm. then so-and-so is true. Sure. But there's no, there's no system within logic that will prove whether a premise is actually true. Right. That's where a lawyer comes in. That's where you have (laughs) to argue your case. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You gotta be logical, but, it, it, if if side A is logical and side B are logical and they come to different conclusions, then the discussion is around the premises. Yes. From yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it boils down to. Like I have no, like if I'm talking with a Calvinist, I have no interest in talking about the logic of his argument or her argument. I, I my only interest is in the premises mm-hmm. because that's that's the crux of the of the discussion. Like your premises are shit. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not really interested in how you get from premise A to premise B because I know it's logical. I've, I've studied Calvinism enough to know, yes, it's, there's a logical flow here. 
you it's a logical circle it's very it's a very small circle yeah and it's logical. an untrue conclusion yeah. sure but not because of the logic but because the premises are dog shit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be crass you know i mean but that's where the argument comes down to so anything like that like yeah be logical but realize that we still haven't got to the truth but on the other side you can be truthful and still be an idiot <laughs> about your logic. And I'm like, yeah, I happen to agree with you, but your argument sucks. And no. Right. I mean, you can say that God is good and the argument for how you got there is yeah, not very impressive. Pretty shitty. But I happen to agree with you. Yeah, sure. But let's work. Let's take a formal logic class, which is basically a mathematics class. <laughs> Ultimately, if you believe that God is good, yeah, that's fine. But maybe later, let's talk about the details. Yeah, and, and it comes down to, um, you know, again, what do you mean by good? I could say one, I could say good, Piper could say good. For sure. Yeah, they, and he would. Not the shit on Piper, I mean, Driscoll, any of these, I mean, any of these dudes. You know, MacArthur. A any Christian would say God is good. Okay. Right. Is Great. he militant good or right. is he... Like, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it, it comes down to, um, it's always important to define our terms. That's what the, uh, I think it was Derrida. He was a theologian philosopher and that's where the, the term deconstruction started as. It started really as okay. like, what do we mean by our terms? Are we having a unity of the text of what we're talking about, about the concept, whatever it is, like... It comes down to, are we meaning, are we, are, are, when we say a certain thing, are we meaning, what are we meaning by this? Like, this is the importance of the argument. That just seems true. I mean, that seems almost common sense, you know? No, it's a tautology. Like, you yeah. shouldn't have to explain it, but you do. Yeah. It's always important, man. That's where we always talk past each other. But... I mean, if you have a little bit of alcohol or whatever, like that helps just uh, get in a comfortable, uh, <laughs> where you can be a little loose location. And yeah. It, it Blame helps. it on the uh, 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 alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like alcohol. I don't know. I don't like too much. I don't like to drink too much. I don't know. I like it in perfect moderation. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard place to get to though. Perfect moderation of anything. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> should we do another question? Is there any other quick questions? Let's see. Now there's a suffering and pain question. No, that's a long one. What does it truly mean to be one? Sorry. Do you have to go? No, I'm good. My wife is on call in six minutes. I, yeah, I might have to go soon, but, uh, Yeah. This is the life of someone who podcasts and has a life. <laughs> my, my wife's a nurse and she's on call. And I'm fucking bringing this shit for you people. You should be appreciative. God I, damn it. This dedication. <laughs> yeah, you're a professional. I'm a goddamn professional. No, we're good, man. No, I, all these other questions. Lisa, I appreciate your questions. We're going to get to them eventually, but a lot of them deserve more time. We're over an hour, so I don't want to shortchange you because some of these questions are good. No, and we talked about 
you know, maybe doing two or three questions a week. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. make that a thing. So here's the deal. Here's the fucking deal, people. <laughs> uh, you got to join the Facebook group and you can post at any time what your question is and we'll answer it. We might not answer it succinctly. Yeah, or yeah. Or linear, tier, tier, linearly. Yeah. <laughs> we will answer it quantumly and we'll eventually get there. And then you'll be dis- you'll be unsatisfied <laughs> with the answer. <laughs> no. But you'll get mentioned and you'll get mentioned, which means you'll be famous. A <laughs> hundred people famous, yeah. hundred people. Yeah. I don't want to be famous. I really don't. I don't even like being a public figure of sorts. And and it's just... I it's have a, no idea what it's like to be famous at all. What limited exposure I've had. Kind of uncomfortable. Just very self-conscious. Very is, self-conscious. It's more about me than you. It's not me, it's you. It's not you, it's me, I mean. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Yeah, you know. It's funny to... um to do your work in a very confident way, like writing confidently, podcasting confidently, and then meeting. Like I always feel like if I meet someone who has read my book or if I'm traveling and I happen to, you know, I see, you know, I've done that. I've I've met people in that way. You kind of feel like a fake. Maybe I feel like a failure. Like I'm going to disappoint you. Like I'm not as confident as I write. I'm not as confident as I talk in front of a microphone. And if you, can handle that for the next three months i'm good like we'll be great friends (laughs) but i fucking suck for the first little bit that's just the way it is i yeah i would say the same thing (laughs) which is a weird thing like you know when you do your craft you can do it well but then i feel like there's a certain expectation that you walk around with confidence oozing confidence with your shoulders back and like What's up, bitches? So, just to put it out there, yeah, I'm a I'm a podcast person. I'm not a. <laughs> if you ever meet us, like, sorry, have have low standards. I'm please. going to disappoint you. Yeah, and and buy me a drink, and it'll be better for all of us. <laughs> it'll definitely not be worse. You can roll me a joint, and I'll be. I might be best friends with you in an hour. Like, you never know. It always helps. I mean, probably 15 minutes. That's been my experience. <laughs> 15 minutes, you'll be best of friends. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, you want to wrap this motherfucker up? Yeah, I'm done. I kind of have to take a leak. I have to pee, too. My wife taught me... I smoke weed. I'm open about that. My wife taught me that marijuana is a diuretic, which means it makes you have to pee a lot. I don't know. Maybe. I uh, I uh, haven't experienced that. I'll, I'll pay attention. Yeah, I don't know. But I like to drink a lot of water and we have been drinking lemonade and vodka. And I'm I normally drink stuff straight up. This was a lot of liquid. And it was kind of sugary. It wasn't my favorite. I mean it was fun. It's a perfect summer drink. I was I was totally uh happy. Uh, yeah. It was delicious, don't get me wrong. I oh, think- we didn't even mention the vodka. We got new Amsterdam vodka. Which whatever. By the way. I mean that's whatever. Fuck it. That's a mainstream. It could have been Stoli. It could have been fucking Smirnoff. Seagram's. Yeah. Yeah. Just mix that shit and you're good. Yeah. Throw a little mint leaf in there. We'll come up with a cocktail menu. (laughs) (laughs) The Bonfire Sessions cocktail menu. That'd be fucking... We gotta do that shit. I'll have to do some research for that, but I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. 
Well, what, what, what we could do is we could have people write each, each person in the Facebook group writes one recipe and we pick the best 50, some shit like that. That'd be great. Oh, I, I would, yeah. Just try them out. Yeah. 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 Send in your best recipes and your best combinations of cocktails and a snack. I'm more than happy to, to so yeah, do that shit. Anyway, thank you for listening. We do have a Patreon page. If you can help us out, the show costs money. Not a lot, but every bit helps. And no joke, you get fucking uh, extra episodes of the Bonfire Sessions if you support us on Patreon.com slash the Bonfire Sessions. And this shit's, uh, I'm guessing this is July when this comes out. I'm doing a little math calculation. And by that time, there's going to be fucking... I'm going to guess we're going to do three podcasts up at Gold Bluffs Beach on the northern coast. At least two. Uh, That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of bonus content. I'm going to guess two to three hours of good shit. So get on the Patreon. If you don't have money, I get it. Listen to this shit for free. We still like you. (laughs) But just a little less. No, I'm fucking with you. No, as long as you upvote us, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's free to give a review, so give us a review on iTunes. That works. That works. Like, we're good. Either way, we're fucking good. No sweat. But, uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> episode 13. Um, I liked this one. We'll do it again. Send us your questions. Join the Facebook group. Send us your questions. We will ask them eventually the best we can. And we'll give some answers. And drunkenly or, or whatever. Drunkenly. A little drunkenly. Not drunkenly. A little buzz. Those were delicious cocktails. Sure. I like it. It was good times. But uh, yeah, I got to get home. My wife hopefully doesn't get called into work and go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 She's told me some funny stuff. She's a GI nurse. <laughs> Wait, what? Lindsay's a GI nurse. Like she does. Oh, know, right, right. Colon- all that yeah. shit. Colonoscopies, endoscopies, stomach, butthole. <laughs> it's really funny the shit that she has said they've had to. A foreign body removals in the ass. The like shit that she light said. Light bulbs and stuff. I haven't heard this specifically a light bulb, but other shit. That is pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know what violates HIPAA. I don't want to violate HIPAA. I'm not trying to violate HIPAA. So oh, okay. I can't say specifics. All right. I'll tell you off the air. It's fucking hilarious. I, I can't wait. Anyway, if you're into butt play, just fucking go to the, sp- spend the money. Don't shove shit up there. <laughs> That's the, th- the takeaway of episode 13. In it, the long run, it's probably less expensive. Spend the fucking money. <laughs> Go do some research and quit shoving fucking random products from the house in your assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. So, yes. (laughs) We'll have a reverse Patreon. If any of our listeners are into butt stuff, we'll, we'll set up a reverse Patreon and you can ask for donations. And I will... (laughs) If you need that shit in your life, I will send you money. Not, we can probably not really, but you know, <laughs> if you got the money, spend the money. Don't don't put things in your body that don't belong in there. But 
anyway with that. And don't be a dick. <laughs> be less of a dick than you were yesterday. If you're a dick yesterday, progress. Yeah, be a shorter dick. Be a be, be a smaller dick. Be a micro dick. Like not a monster cock. Be a <laughs> be a tiny little dick. <laughs> Peace out, everyone. Nighty night. If we haven't offended you, God bless. <laughs>